Welcome to Girl Scout Phraseology, a mini-series in the Girl Scout Troop Leader Experience podcast where we offer, theoretically, a brief description and explanation of different terms and phrases you might hear in Girl Scouting. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, you know that my phraseology episodes are usually more like five minutes or less. But on occasion, we have a topic that's a little bit juicier, a little bit meatier, and those episodes can end up being kind of a normal episode length. But the point of phraseology is really to give you a crash course into the different terms and phrases, because when you're first starting, if you don't have Girl Scout experience, or even if you do, but you don't necessarily, you feel like people are almost speaking another language when you first get involved. Um, And sometimes when I say when you first get involved, sometimes that feeling can last a couple of years. So the point of phraseology is just to cover those kinds of terms and phrases and ideas that you might get exposed to, especially the longer that you're involved as a Girl Scout leader and the more that you really dig in. So today we're going to talk about the term patrols. And this is something that I hear a lot um, from other volunteers, but really what that's referring to is troop governance. So I wanted to take some time today to dig in a little bit to troop governance as a whole, and then also specifically what is a patrol and how does it work? Now, you may hear some volunteers, usually those who have been around for quite some time in Girl Scouting, talk about patrols in their troop. And this is part of a troop governance system. There are so many ways to do troop governance. So they don't all have to be formalized, for one. But even if they are formalized, they aren't only patrols. There are other ways to do it. But patrols is one version of a formalized troop governance structure. So the first thing that I want to make really clear is that you do not have to do patrols. They are not required. They are not expected. Some troop leaders swear by them as a very effective method for troop governments and troop management, but they're honestly not even particularly encouraged. It is just an option, but I wanted to talk about it because patrols is something that the more you dig in, and especially if you're in all the Facebook groups and you're going to all these leader events and leader meetings, especially with longer term volunteers, you're going to hear terms like this get thrown around. And so I want you to know what it is and to be able to determine whether you think it is a good fit for your troop. But I also want to talk quite a bit about troop governance in general, because we all know that Girl Scouts is supposed to be girl led and we are supposed to therefore be encouraging girl leadership in making troop decisions. But sometimes it's a little unclear. How are we supposed to do that? So If you already have a way that works well with your group, stick with it. The reason these aren't necessarily in your training or your girl's guide to girl scouting is because truly there are unlimited ways to do this. And you and your girls can kind of try things out and figure out what's right for you. So I want to start with a really basic, simple method that is really easy with younger girls. And before we get into patrols, this is a really good way to start if you have younger girls and they're new to Girl Scouts, you're new to Girl Scouts, and you have a smaller group of girls in your troop. 
So this is what is affectionately called, you don't have to call it this, but it can be called the daisy circle. So the daisy circle is, as I said, a method that is particularly great for younger girls, hence the nickname, where girls are only maybe spending about five to 10 minutes of their meeting talking about troop business. Now, this is effective with youngest ages because they have short attention spans. So five to 10 minutes of their meeting is all they really want to spend talking about troop business before you lose them. Um, but it could be true no matter how old your girls are. So they may just not have interest in troop governance. That may just not be the way that you your troop runs. It, everybody does things differently. I am so not the Girl Scout police. You do what works for you. Now, in the daisy circle, quote unquote, <laughs> uh, during that five to 10 minutes, basically what this looks like is um, the troop leader is usually the one who's leading the sessions and they give girls choices. And this is specifically effective at the youngest ages because that's the best way for them to be girl led is to have two or three things to choose from. And then they just pick out of those choices. So, for example, um, this isn't necessarily true business, but what color do you want your craft to be, pink or purple? And they just choose between those choices, right? That's the easiest way for them to be girl-led at that point. And then as they get older, you end up progressing to the point where the girls are the ones who are bringing the whole activity to the troop, right? They researched it, found it, got the resources to make it happen, and all of that. They can do way more than just choose a color. But regardless, giving them choices is a really easy way to incorporate girl leadership, no matter how old your girls are. Okay, so the daisy circle usually in, is the troop leader leading these sessions, giving girls choices, and the girls decide while sitting in a circle around the troop leader. So especially if you have younger girls, it's really just critical that you keep this really simple. Now, you can keep doing this, like I said, as the girls get older and just get slightly more complex. Or if you've never done troop governance before or you honestly are realizing as you do things like listen to this podcast that you're not really incorporating a lot of girl leadership. And so you just want to introduce some girl leadership slowly and let it evolve kind of naturally. Even if you have brownies or juniors or whatever, you can still start here and then evolve from there. So if you don't think you have nailed figuring out how to incorporate girl leadership, start with what we're calling the daisy circle, sit in a circle, give them choices, let them choose among two or three choices. And that is a pretty simple way to have some troop governance. Okay, slightly more complex, very similar, we're affectionately calling the brownie ring. So this is another method of troop governance. Um, basically, girls now get opportunities to lead the discussions and to brainstorm ideas, um, whereas in the daisy circle, that portion is led by the troop leader. So in the brownie ring, there's a ring leader, and that person is designated to lead discussions. But it's just important that you want to make sure everyone gets a chance to be the ring leader so that it's not always the same girl or the same couple of girls taking over the brownie ring. Um, also, when someone in the brownie ring wishes to speak or it's her turn to speak, she's going to use some kind of signal. So this could be holding a talking stick of some kind, or it could be placing, here's a, a good example of a signal, placing two fingers of her right hand, either on top of the table, if they're sitting around a table, or just on the floor, if they're sitting on the floor, toward the center of the group. 
And in this, the troop leader is really just moderating the discussion and ensuring that things stay positive and that everyone is able to participate and contribute. So the ringleader is leading the discussion. The troop leader is just kind of moderating. All right. So the next troop governance style that we have is the town meeting. And this is where the entire troop makes decisions together. Whether you call it this or not, this is generally how I think most troops operate in today's versions of Girl Scouts. Even, like I said, even if they don't call it that, um, basically everyone's just kind of having a conversation as a group and they're deciding together on um, troop business. And a moderator is generally necessary in this situation to kind of push the discussion along. And the troop converses and makes decisions as one group. Now, this is going to be obviously most effective if you have smaller groups. If you have a great big large troop, this can be really difficult. There's so many ideas. There's so many different voices that need to be heard. And in order to push things along, town meeting style, quote unquote, may not necessarily be the most effective. And one thing that you can do is incorporate um, what we're going to call an executive board. And that would be officer or leadership positions like a secretary or a treasurer if the group wants to do something like that. But I just want to reiterate again, I think a lot of troops today do not have officers. So if you do not have officers in your troop, that's totally fine. But likewise, if they want to have officer positions, they absolutely can do that. So executive board style troop governance, that includes like the positions that you would expect. So usually a president, a vice president, a secretary, a treasurer, and you're going to want to agree on the job descriptions as a group. And you're also going to want to agree before you put people in the position. You're also going to want to agree on the duration of the office. So at the beginning, when you're very first starting to implement this, whether it's because the girls are young or even if they're older, but this is the first time you're introducing something like this, you want to make sure that you're going to have a lot of turnover in the positions so that everyone has a chance to participate in at least some role throughout the year. So maybe you rotate them monthly, maybe semesterly or quarterly, whatever works for you. And then as girls get older, they get more used to it um, and they like it and they want to keep doing it. Then for older girls or more experienced girls, maybe they hold the same position for a whole year. Um, and the officers are going to meet on their own on a regular basis to decide on matters for the troop, to make troop decisions. So that could be that could look like they come a half an hour early on meeting days. Maybe they stay an extra half hour late. Maybe they separate from regular troop activities for just a period of time or they have totally separate meetings all together. Whatever works, but um, the executive board would meet on their own to make troop decisions. So also important, if that's happening, then, of course, there also needs to be a method for the troop members who are not on the executive board to be able to give their input to the board. So that could be a suggestion box at meetings or something like that. Okay, so next we have the patrol system. And I think that this is the most common one for troops who do choose to do formal governance. But I just wanna reiterate one more time that it is not at all required or expected or even encouraged. Just do what works best for your group to incorporate girl leadership. So 
if that's patrols, this is what patrols looks like. Patrols are divisions within your larger group. This is particularly effective if you have a really large troop. This might really work well for you. So the ideal patrol size is going to be about five to eight girls in each patrol. And each patrol then elects a patrol leader who's responsible for running their patrol meetings. And then an assistant patrol leader could also be a good idea just in case there's a meeting where the primary patrol leader is absent or something like that. So all troop business is handled by individual patrol. And for any given outing, chores or capers can be divided up by patrol. So that kind of makes that easier. And then periodically, patrol leaders from each patrol should come together and discuss troop issues and make larger group decisions together. So the leaders of each patrol come together to make larger group decisions. They represent their patrol. They're basically like patrol representatives, right? And when they come together um, into a group of patrol leaders, this is typically referred to as a court of honor. So again, the court of honor is made up of all the patrol leaders and each patrol has one leader and maybe an assistant leader. If you have additional troop officers in addition to patrol leaders, so if you have an executive board and you have a president and a vice president and secretary, treasurer, whatever, then they're also going to be part of the court of honor. Um, or maybe you have the troop officer positions are only people who are already within the court of honor. So among the patrol leaders, there's a secretary and a treasurer and so on. To me personally, this whole thing kind of seems like making things more complicated than they necessarily need to be. But here's some examples of where this could really come in handy. One, if you have an enormous troop. Two, if you have a multi-level troop, because then you can separate your patrols by level. Even if you have a single level troop, but you have multiple grades. So you have fourth and fifth grade juniors, for example. You can have fourth graders be a patrol and, and fifth graders be a patrol. If you do have a giant troop, then especially as they get older and you get more comfortable with doing Girl Scouts and being a troop leader, patrols can be super helpful in managing troop business and incorporating girl-led principles without making yourself crazy. Because a group of 30 girls, for example, across, let's say, grades one to eight, may not just be able to sit in a circle and determine troop decision making. So, yeah. Okay. So that's how patrols work. Um, sometimes patrols usually have a name or a symbol or a color or something. So you have like the red patrol, the green patrol. Maybe they pick their name. Maybe you use Hogwarts houses. Whatever you want to do, whatever they want to do, that's really maybe their animal names, maybe their symbols, whatever, that are individually named patrols. I guess to a certain extent in my troop, we sort of have this because we used to meet all together as we've grown and as we have a wider age range. And as our oldest girls get older and they're in middle school, they are they just have super different priorities. So we have started having some troop business that is separated by grade level. And then we sort of do town hall meeting style decision-making among the different grades. So I guess we're sort of unofficially doing patrols, um, if and then our patrols are just named by grade level, if that makes sense, if you can kind of picture that. Um, if you have a smaller group that are all one grade level, 
I don't personally see patrols being necessary or helpful. And even if you have a larger group, you may not feel like patrols is right for you. Or maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, that would be a lifesaver. And I absolutely want to do that. So um, everybody's different. Every group of girls is different. And you just do what's right for you and your girls. So hopefully this helps give you some ideas or at least some insight into different forms of troop governance that you might do. If you have patrols or any of these other types of troop governance or something that I didn't even mention um, in order to do your troop governance in your own troop, please share it either with me directly or in our Facebook group. I would love to see specifically if you have officer positions or leadership positions, if you have a description of what those positions are responsible for, I would love to see that. I think if you're familiar with like caper charts, which we'll do in a whole other phraseology, um, if you're familiar with caper charts, it, I feel like it could be kind of similar to that, except instead of rotating every meeting, they have an official position, or maybe your positions do rotate every meeting. I don't know. Anyway, I feel like it's vaguely related. So if you have job descriptions or position descriptions for officers that you do in your troop, I'd love to see them and I'm sure other people would too. With that being said, this has been Girl Scouts Phraseology. Hope it's helpful. I would love to hear from you. Drop me a review, join the Facebook group, or shoot me an email at girlscoutpodcasts at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.